0: All right, welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show. Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com, and I am joined with a special guest co-host of the show today, Kendall McKee from Wild Cards, Box Breaks, and JustBaseball.com. And we're going to talk a lot of baseball today. We're going to talk about new Bowman stuff. We're going to do some Bowman for Dummies because there's a lot of different releases we may or may not hit on some vintage baseball and some NFTs, but first I'd like to thank our sponsor of the show, marketmoversapp.com by SportsCard Investor. We want you to go there and save 20% by entering in the promo code, no off season, all lowercase, save 20% at Market Movers. And of course, to pair that with our sports card investment report is a great idea. Go to nooffseason.com/invest to check that out. I just finished the top 51 write-ups, Kendall. I just finished 51 write-ups and uh, ranked them all. And now it's just going to be updating them weekly, maybe even <laughs> daily, so that you know people get the most updated information. But
1: uh, yeah, now the tedious good to have you on, my man, up. dude. I- I'm so happy here uh, it's monday here in, in the in early morning monday in the states here and uh ready to get the week rolling with some cards so um yeah just hit me my... with whatever i i'm so amped to talk about several of these things so you just you you set the ball rolling and i'll just go
0: awesome all right well let's talk bowman draft release because that came out on december 30th and There was a lull in the card market in December. We all saw it. We all felt it. Maybe not as much in baseball, but definitely in basketball. And Bowman Draft is a huge release. And um, what I want to know are a few things. Let's start, though, with just a simple overview of the Bowman Draft release. Tell us the significance of that. Why is it so important? And why should people definitely be paying attention to the Bowman draft release, not only this year, but just every year.
1: Sure. Um, Well, I think to preface that, I've got to go just a small bit into Bowman for dummies. We can hit the rest of that later, but specifically Bowman specializes in um, the first licensed card of of, of a minor leaguer or a potential prospect or something like that. And so particularly in baseball, and I know we've referenced this a little bit, but it's a lot of prospecting in baseball. Um, you know, the, the big guys do get traded, but that's kind of for more like long-term investing or col- uh, collector specific. Um, a lot of flippers are in the, in the, in the prospect world. And so Bowman draft typically is the highest valued prospects that are coming in to the product every single year, because it's their first card after the first year player draft that happens in the summer every year. So they've just changed it to where it's now fall. It's in the All Star break uh, weekend. So, for instance, uh, when your team drafts and they from like one to you know seven, um, some of those players are going to going to get. Uh, first Bowman cards in that next cycle of that first draft uh, box. So in, for instance, in 2020 specifically, so 2020 draft, which came out a year ago um, in December, that had all first round prospects had an auto in the, in the package. I think everyone, but one, I think actually um, had an auto in, in the Bowman draft series. And so typically what you look forward to is that all of your guys, you're going to get their first licensed autograph. So for instance, I'm a big Jordan Lawler guy, big Jordan Lawler guy. And I'll kind of go to that in in a little bit, but he was drafted by the Diamondbacks in the sixth pick this year. So this would be his first licensed product. Now I have some unlicensed Jordan Lawler autographs from his USA team stuff that he did with, and some Panini has launched some USA stuff. Um and so I got a a, uh an out of one uh out of one ninety-nine autograph from him for like eighty-five bucks. So um that but that was his USA jersey and so it's a rookie patch auto actually. It's RPA, um, which Bowman doesn't do RPAs, but um so that was about eighty dollars. I ended up pulling a Jordan Lawler out of, and this I'm skipping ahead here, but I ended up pulling a Jordan Lawler First Bowman out of 499 uh auto, and that's worth almost 700 So there's a very much difference in between the unlicensed and licensed product, and I'm sure you've been aware of that being in cards, but for our you, our listeners that are a little bit... Uh, new to the game. The unlicensed and licensed product difference is astronomical. And the Bowman is definitely the card in baseball that you're looking for. Um, Tops Chrome definitely would be second, I would say. But that Bowman Chrome Auto is what you are looking for. First edition Bowman Chrome Auto is definitely what you want.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, we'll bounce back and forth between the significance of this year's release and the Bowman for Dummies, because you're right, they definitely go together. So let's, before we get into more questions about this year's release, let's walk through the Bowman for Dummies, right? And what yeah. we mean by that is, so so Kendall, you're going to take us briefly through like in order uh, with general dates each year, what does Bowman release, and when do they release it, and what are these releases called? Let's start right there, and then we can then we can ask yeah. some questions.
1: Yeah, I think that that's that's a great place to start. Um, and I'm going to start actually, um, view, not in the calendar year, but in like the baseball year. So like I'm going to start mm-hmm. this in a normal baseball year around February March. So that's when uh, okay. pitchers and catchers would be reporting. Right about now is when we would start seeing those rosters kind of coming to somewhat of a final. Um, big free agent signings. Now this season's a little bit different with the MLB lockout, but right now we would starting to have MLB catchers and pitchers reporting to camp. The they would start packing the truck. You would start seeing a lot of stuff on social media about how they're getting ready to go to spring training, which is in Florida and Arizona. Um, and the Bowman draft, per, or uh, sorry, Bowman just regular Bowman what by whatever year. So this year would be Bowman twenty two drops typically right about that spring training march ish um, time period and so that is typically the first product of the calendar year in terms of a bowman product now this set is going to be the one that's um the most produced i would say because there is a there's a hobby section of this product and a retail section of the 22 Bowman product, or like the regular calendar year Bowman product. So you can actually get blasters of this at Walmart or or places like that. And this is kind of a, uh, the most accessible Bowman product. It's also the widest variety. You're gonna get a wide variety of paper. You're also gonna get a chrome. There's several inserts in it. So it's, it's kind of the most um, flagship product they have. So now towards the end of the year, They do have a little bit of an update series that comes out. But towards the end of the year, they have a Bowman Chrome product that comes out where it's only Chrome product. It's in mega boxes. Um, They do technically come out with some different variations of that. But that comes out right around the end of baseball. And the difference in those two um, products are going to be. They put a lot of hype in the original product, like the Bowman um, base. We're gonna, we're just gonna call it the Bo- Bowman base for now. Um, the Bowman base, they're gonna put a regular section there, but they're going to put guys in there that they think are going to have a good rookie season. So they're gonna put guys in there that that maybe have their first card hit this year, um, and they think they're going to have an explode. Uh, towards spring training and towards their minor league season, and definitely towards the all star break. Now, the Bowman Chrome product specifically. Now, there's always a couple of guys that explode onto the scene who don't necessarily have any cards. Maybe now it's very rare nowadays, but maybe don't have a Bowman first product out there. Um, and you're going to have your international signing period happen in the middle of the year. And that Bowman Chrome product is all Chrome all Chrome cards. So there's no paper. Um, and Bowman Chrome first are going to be really live in that product, but that's typically where your international signing period guys are coming out for the first time. So for instance, um, this past year we saw guys like, like Luis Rodriguez, had a, uh, had a card in the Bowman Chrome series and those were going nuts for a little bit. Um, now typically that international signing period is guys that are like 16, 17 years old. So those guys are super, super young. Guys are paying way too much money for that. I think there was actually a comment about it on our our Facebook page there. Um, And I addressed it a little bit by saying it's a guy that you could invest in if you super, super like him. But there's definitely some guys that are more proven. And that's something we're going to address here later in the podcast. But there's guys that are more proven and have been a little more tested in the minor leagues that you could pull later. But that Chrome product definitely um, has some guys that have burst onto the scene in the, in the season that they didn't expect, and they maybe put some more products in there. For instance, like Yerman Mercedes came out of nowhere last year. Uh, Adolis Garcia came out of nowhere last year. Like there was just a couple of guys that they didn't expect to explode, so those guys get in that later product. Now, the last product of the calendar year is Bowman Draft. And that, like we've said earlier, that follows the draft class that comes in. So as soon as that class gets um, drafted and all those people get signed, those guys go into licensing. They get their first jersey. Um, so that they're usually like in the complex league or they have that first appearance as a major leaguer, maybe in that short season rookie ball later in that year. And those jerseys are going to be the first time that they're going to be on a card in the, in the, uh, jersey of their, their team that drafted them and things like that. And those cards go for stupid money. And those are only in a hobby product that is not a retail product. So you can't go buy draft at Walmart. Um, and it specifically comes in, I think the smallest is like a, is, is what's called a light box this year. And, um, you're definitely auto hunting here. This is definitely for the guy who knows baseball, I guess, if that makes sense. So the retail investor or the, the guy that's just marginally invested in baseball typically doesn't get into a draft product because they are not necessarily aware, unless you're listening to this kind of podcast where I can tell you who you need to go get. You're typically not aware of those guys before they hit the bowman 22 or the bowman base product typically that's when people are first hearing about the mass public is first hearing about certain players but if you can get in early in those draft products or way way early in those international products at a good price then you're definitely going to reap some rewards there
0: okay this is awesome stuff and i've got a ton of questions for you
1: yeah that was a long monologue there so
0: no, that was good. I mean, I think simply, simply put, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've got three releases, right? You've got the Bowman base, which I know technically it's not called that, but let's just call it that because I think that resonates with most people. It's like it's a, it's a full set, It's, right? it's the most entry-level uh, That product. comes out in February. <clears throat> okay. And so does that, does that one have – is it only prospects? Like this? Now this is kind of a Bowman for dummies question. Like is sure. it only – minor league prospects
1: no this one's going that bowman base product is is going to have the most um variety i'd say there's not now what bowman doesn't do is bowman doesn't do any legacy cards like they don't put in guys that are hall of famers or i mean they might every once in a while and i just can't think of a situation where you have like there's been situations where i open up a tops product and i'll find like a mickey mantle remake or something like that that's not something that Bowman does. Like Bowman only does current players, um, but you can find things like uh, numbered and autographed cards from non-prospects. Um, they're not as necessarily as valuable as their as their Bowman first signatures or their Bowman first chromes or numbered or however you want to do that. But they are in there, yeah. So Bowman doesn't only do prospects, but that is definitely where the money is made in Bowman. So
0: okay. I did not know that actually. So that's good. That's good to know. Um now in the second release the Bowman Chrome release later on. Now that is going to include some Bowman firsts, right? And are those going to be the non the players that were not technically drafted but they were the they're the international signings. So there's rookies in there. And we'll get to the we'll get to the definitions and stuff like that in a second, but <laughs> but basically yeah. You've got, like, you've got, is the Chrome set, Chrome versions of the same cards that were in the previous release a few months earlier, plus some firsts, because you've got new players in, in the way of international signings in there. And you've got some autos, so that's kind of how they make it more appealing, in addition to the fact that it's a Chrome, like, card stock.
1: Yeah, so the, the Bowman-based product, Typically, how the packs go um, is you have. Okay, so the Bowman base product. Let's just say it has like about twenty cards per pack, like per individual like um, sleeve section. You know what I'm talking about, like that's pressed sealed together. So, let's say like the first six cards are going to be um, your Bowman base paper products of, of of major leaguers that have been around. So veterans. So those first six products you're going to have, like, you could find like um, Joey Gallo, Tatis, something like that in there. And they're not necessarily worth a lot, but they're going to be names, you know, then in the middle of that product, you're going to find Bowman Chrome cards. So there are Chrome cards in the Bowman uh, base section. um, But there's just like two to four in there. And that's where you're going to find potentially numbered cards. You are potentially going to find an insert in there, or you could get lucky and find an auto in that Chrome section. Now there are paper autos as well in the Bowman product Bowman base product, but the ones that like are the most common are those Chrome cards autoed right in the middle. And then after those Chrome cards, you're actually going to have four more pay uh, four more paper products, but those are going to be rookies or prospects in the back. So you're going to find Paper uh, Firsts is what they're called. Paper first, which is like, it's the same Bowman like first product you're looking for, but it's the paper product. Now let's fast forward to the Bowman Chrome that you asked about. That Bowman Chrome section, um, the way the box opens, like the mega box, is you're going to have about 8 to 10 um, packs of just Chrome cards. Like it's just going to be Chrome rookies. Um, Chrome first stuff like that, and then you're actually going to have two packs of what um, I think they're called. I can't remember exactly what we're, what they're called, but I call them Mojo packs. So they're going to have Chrome Mojos in them, and that's where your autos and your firsts and your crazy stuffs going to come from. So you actually have uh, base cards in in Topps Chrome or um, in Bowman Chrome, but they're still more valuable than the uh, the paper product that because it's all Chrome um, uh, paper stock that you are getting there. But then there's the Chrome Mojos, which are a little, um, they have like a little design on them. They're a little more valuable. That's where your numbered and your autos products are going to come from. But the typically the Bowman Chrome product in, in later in the, like in the, in the last half of the season, that is going to be where you're either going to have guys that have kind of come on the scene this year, or international signings are going to be the cards that are differentiated there. But that, uh, that product will also be packed with MLB veterans as well. So that, the base cards okay. in, in all of the Bowman sets are, well, except for draft, are products that um, you're going to have veterans in there. So, you know, you could find like a, uh, like I said, like a Tatis or, a, or an Arenado or something like that in that product in either the base and the Chrome. But it's just going to be, you know, maybe their fifth or sixth or seventh year product um, that's not super valuable, but could be really valuable to the team collector or something like that. Like maybe a guy that only collects, um, you know, they only collect um man, I'm blanking on literally everyone. Um, <laughs> um a Rosa Arena. Let's just say somebody only collects. Randy Orozarena, he is going to have a card in the bowman Base product and in the Bowman Chrome product, but it's just not going to be as valuable as some of the first that you're chasing in that product. So, like, if you are buying into breaks, that's where you're going to see that price differentiation go way up. So the top few teams in a break product, if you see your pricing different on breaks, if you're like, why is my team $10, but, you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are horrible, are $200. That's because the cards in that Diamondbacks, for instance, in this draft set, Jordan Lawler is a very expensive card and his cards are going to come out and the Texas Rangers don't really have anybody in the Bowman draft. Um, There's a caveat there because they did draft Jack Leiter, but he actually didn't release a card in draft 21. So.
0: Okay, so yeah, this is this is good. All right. So, let me let me try to pick this apart. So, let's start with the last thing you just said cuz that was a question I had earlier. I've heard that the second overall pick doesn't have an auto in the Bowman draft release. Is that true yeah. every year?
1: Uh, you okay. know, I think it started as like a uh I'm not 100% sure where that started. You know, I'd probably have to do some uh, some history lesson on that, but I, but yes typically the second overall pick doesn't actually have a auto in 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 the draft product typically now and i'm, I'm not sure if that like maybe some way back there was like a guy that was like my auto is not going to be worth nearly as much because so and so was drafted first and they were like i'm not going to put an auto in this product so because it's going to be significantly discounted or so, i don't know if it happened something like that Ooh. somewhere and so Bowman decided to release that in the next product so that his card would be the most valuable in the next product or something. I'm not sure exactly how it started. That would be my hunch. But Jack Leiter, <laughs> yeah. my But my that's team, why
0: Jack Leiter doesn't have – it's not just randomly Jack Leiter. It's because he's the second overall pick, right? Yeah,
1: so um, yeah. now sometimes it doesn't happen. I think there has been years where it doesn't happen. So, for instance, I think in 2020, there was, the number second overall pick did have an auto in draft. So I think it's not
0: okay.
1: I don't think it's like a like I think it's kind of like an unspoken rule type thing. But um, okay. I could be wrong on that. I'm not a super versed on that specific, but I do know of the second spot specifically this year because Texas is my team, you know. And so when I when I see Jack Leiter and I want to go and get the Rangers in my product, you know, I want to get a if I'm going into drafts, I want my pro, my team, right? And then I get in there and I'm like, there's nobody I really want. I mean, there are some good Rangers in this draft product, but I have not personally bought a Ranger section in a draft product because I'm holding out for 22 Bowman that's going to have Jack Leiter's first auto in it.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So now I don't know the composition of our listener base well enough yet to say that everyone's tracking with this or that, you know, this is new to everyone. But I think so far it makes sense that, okay, there's three releases. You've done a good job breaking them down. Now, um, I, and I think we can say that we all understand why the prospect cards are worth the most. It's, it's because, you know, these are their, essentially, if you collect other sports, you know the concept of the first rookie card in a pro uniform. The prospect card in baseball equates to basically the first Rookie card in a pro uniform, even though they're not necessarily called rookie cards, they're called different things. So, break down maybe the different things that these are called. And I want to start with like a specific question. So, you I see Bowman cards that that have uh first, like literally the number one ST first Bowman on them. Can you just tell us what is the significance of that first Bowman icon on the card? And in what sets can you find those? And is, I guess the third question all packed into the same question is in the draft product that gets released, do they all say first moment in the draft product?
1: Yeah. So this is something that I actually um, didn't learn early on and made some pretty large investments without knowing this and kind of screwed myself over. So this is something that I'm really big on educating um, and let me grab two examples really quickly. Um, but as I talk here, I the top right or top left corner, depending on the year, um, has a first logo in the corner. If it's its first licensed card. So, for instance, um, this Jordan Lawler. Oh wait, let me see. Um, this one stands out pretty good. So this is a. Griffin Conine, uh, sorry, I've got the fuzz on. See the top left corner or top right corner, whichever one it is for you? That little one Mm -hmm. in the corner? So that is a Bowman first. So that anytime you see that one in the corner, it'll say first Bowman. That is when you know that is the first licensed card of, of that particular player. Now you're going to have other product or you're going to have other cards in products that aren't bowman firsts um, let me find an example of that as well um, okay let me do
0: that may be their first card right like you may yeah.
1: have okay you may have
0: good... someone's first card, but it doesn't say first for some right.
1: reason uh they, yeah there actually are some of those some of the autos don't say first on them. Um, which is sometimes a mess up between Bowman. Like they don't print it uh, and it would be his first auto, but it doesn't necessarily say first on it. There are a couple of caveats on that, but for the most part, you'll see this first in the corner here. So this is Brennan Davis, um, Chicago Cubs Mm -hmm. prospect, by the way, very big on um, Brennan Davis this year. I think he's going to be absolutely huge. So if he's a little bit high now, but if you're going to invest in anybody, try this one. So, here is a Bowman, or here's a Bowman chrome of Brennan Davis, but this is his second year card. So you'll see a little bit of a difference, but in that top corner, it doesn't say first. So this is yeah, a no, Bowman. Yeah, that's 2019,
0: chrome. right? So the first one was 2018, and that one's. Yeah, this
1: is actually a 2021. So this is several years later. But okay. Um, okay. So this Which brings this is up 20,
0: another talking point, but I'll let you yeah. keep going.
1: So this is 2018, Brennan Davis. Obviously, look how skinny he is. He's like 15 years yep. old there. And then you have a 2021 Brennan Davis, also still looking skinny. He's not as skinny as he used to be. But um, you're, you're missing that first in the in the corner. So what I didn't know when I first started investing is I would just be like, okay, I like Brennan Davis. I'm going to go buy any Brennan Davis card. Oh, look, here's one for a dollar. And it's a Chrome. Yeah, that's a steal. And then what I didn't know was the second, third, fourth, you know, whatever years, those are almost impossible to move almost mm-hmm, um, unless you're yeah. dealing, unless you're okay. selling them that, to somebody who is a collector or doesn't know what they're doing the way that you bought them the first time. Yeah. Um,
0: I can see. Th- I mean, I, I think that that's important. I, I just want to chime in on that because, and that, and that answers one of my questions is like, is there any value to any of those? And, and, and funny enough, I think, from what i've seen on brennan davis in particular i believe his 2018 bowman card which happens to be his first actually uses the exact same action shot as yeah. his 2020 bowman which is not his first and the yeah. only the only way to tell the difference is
1: that one a
0: the fact that it has says first on it and b the design of how they, uh, of the name the nameplate down at the bottom yeah. Uh-huh. So I kind of came across the same thing you're talking about in my investing into Bowman last summer. This past summer um, was the first first time I really got into investing into baseball cards, and I would go on Star Stock um, because I would want to make sure that I would get the A, the Star Stock A of the guy. And I had to, I just got confused, and I'm like, okay, well, here's here's a bunch of Brandon Davis cards for like 25 cents that are Star Stock A's. And it's the same action shot. And so I had like 2020, 2018. So it can be actually really dangerous. You can definitely spend money in the wrong place with this. So definitely, definitely you want to, if you don't know what you're doing, but you know baseball well enough to know you want to get into it, but you're not like you haven't actually invested in baseball cards before, you really need to look for that first Icon, I think, because that's, that's essentially the equivalent of seeing like the RC or the rookie card logo on a basketball or a football card.
1: And there are RC logos in Bowman as well. Um, And those, their first rookie does have more value than um, their second, third, fourth year uh, minor league card. So for instance, that Brennan Davis 21 right there is that's, um, that's just a card that I like. You know, I just like Brendan Davis, so I collect Brendan Davis. So anything that comes across a Brendan Davis, I throw it in there. So, but there there is going to be a Brendan Davis rookie card as well that's going to have an RC logo next to it, um, and that is going to hold a, a not a substantial value difference, but a small value difference between his third and fourth year Bowman card and then his Bowman. RC or a Bowman rookie. Card. Okay.
0: So there will be like continuing just using Brennan Davis as an example, and this can apply to everybody. Sure. General, let's say 99% to everybody. Cause I know there'll yeah. be some weird exceptions in baseball, but yeah. Brennan Davis has a 2018 Bowman first. That's going to be yeah. his most valuable set of cards. Cause there's different variations of that card. Of right. course, that's going to be his most valuable set of cards. If you're buying one of those, you're usually in good shape then he's going to have, whenever he gets called up by the Cubs, there'll be a determination. And you're saying there will be a Bowman rookie card of Brennan Davis that will come out in the base Bowman paper. And then the Bowman Chrome later uh, with the RC designation on it.
1: Yeah. I would say now I I haven't seen the, the set list or the checklist of the, Bowman um that's going to come out this year but I would assume that Bowman is going to assume so I'm going to double assume here that uh that Bowman is going to put out their first rookie card of Brendan Davis this year so he's he's right on the cusp of making the Cubs the Cubs are kind of in a struggling situation in terms of finding players that are relevant um so I'm sure that Brendan Davis is going to come up at some point this year. So I would assume that Bowman is going to also assume that and make a rookie card. For instance, last year, um, there's a, there's a catcher for the Rangers, Sam Huff, that everybody thought that Sam Huff, he was like their number two prospect last year. Everybody thought Sam Huff was going to be the, um, the everyday starter in Texas as a catcher. Now he ended up getting hurt in spring training and spent the rest of the season in the minor leagues. But his rookie card, his Bowman rookie card actually came out last year. So Bowman came out with a rookie card section of Sam Huff, even though he never actually like that, that wasn't he didn't spend the year in Texas. so um, but they kind of do that in expectation in some of the in some of the Bowman uh, which is kind of what I talked about earlier, by the, they make some assumptions by putting some rookies and first out there that are going to be good. And then later on in the Tops Chrome section, they will put out um, kind of a more defined list. Um, for instance, Sam Huff didn't have a rookie in the Tops Chrome because by that time they knew he was injured and was spending the rest of the, the, the time downstairs. So, um, but you will see, I would assume that you'll see a Brennan Davis rookie card coming out in this 2020 Uh, 2022
0: uh, interesting so then would we see a brennan davis rookie card for the tops products as well like is that is it common to have a rookie card for both both brands in the same yeah
1: so um yeah bowman is actually owned by tops a lot of people don't realize that um and bowman is actually just a subset of tops which now are both a subset of fanatics which is Oh, this is kind of yeah it's kind of getting out of out of hand in terms of who owns what but um but Bowman is just a distinction of a card uh set but tops also has rookie they tops stuff specifically you are looking for the rookie cards so that is the r c logo in tops that is the card you're looking for in tops or tops chrome um the cards you're looking for in bowman are the ones that are a little bit before that. So, you 100% will see see a Brendan Davis rookie card in the top set. Yeah.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that you could see a Bowman rookie and a Topps rookie in the same year, but I guess it makes sense that they would do that. I think you think of Bowman as the prospect card and Topps as the rookie card. But is so would a Bowman rookie card be worth more than a Topps rookie card in the same year? I know it probably depends on like Topps chrome versus like Bowman paper and all that, but like generally if you're going to compare apples to apples, like let's say just paper versus paper or Chrome versus Chrome is the Bowman rookie card going to be worth more than the tops rookie card all the time or not necessarily.
1: So I, I don't have specific numbers on this, but just by knowing the industry and like looking at certain players and certain cards and like buying something here and there, the tops rookie card is going to be, I would assume is going to be substantially more valuable than the Bowman's rookie card, because the, the reason why is because the collectors are different. It's a two different, it's two different perspectives on collecting. I I believe now this is something that I don't have factual data on, but just by going to card shows and knowing the people that know Bowman and then knowing the people who invest in tops, usually the tops guys are the guys that don't, they're probably multi-sport investors. Let's just say that. Like, they're not baseball yeah. only. They're not, yeah. like, diving deep there. They're just like, okay, I collect football, basketball, and baseball, and I'm a Mavericks fan, a Rangers fan, and a Cowboys fan. And so primarily the, the other two sports, they only are about rookie cards. And so I'm like, okay, uh, I'm just going to go get a rookie card from a Topps product, and then I don't understand why this guy – has minor league products that are valuable because typically in the other sports, the college unis or something like that are not as valuable as their first rookie card. Now it's a little bit backwards in baseball. Their minor league cards are actually, um, more valuable typically, um, depending on Yeah,
0: that makes sense. I mean, after, after a full year in, in like investing in sports cards from all different sports, um, I totally see how that makes sense where, and I think it's a fair generalization where you, you collect multiple sports. You're going to go to the tops brand because it's just more mainstream. For it's, all it's, it's more known. All investors. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely more known. Whereas Bowman is, is definitely like the, the niche, like baseball guy, baseball gal. Like you're, you're, go, if you're baseball, you're going Bowman and it's good to know you're going like, like, first prospect card like that's that's right. the card that's the set of cards yep. so okay so let me let me ask you one more quite one more card specific question and then can I, wanna, I actually then I go
1: back can down. i actually go back and, and yeah yeah, and, yeah go for so very quickly i actually I, I messed up on something i said um i said yeah. that there was three bowman products there's actually more than three that come out in the calendar year but those are the big three. Like those are the ones that really mean something. Um, there actually is a Bowman um, Sapphire, I believe, um, that comes out as well. And that comes out like around July. Um, and then there is a Bowman um, uh, a Bowman Heritage Edition um, that is kind of based off of the Topps Heritage Edition where they kind of do a throwback to an older year. Um and then there's like a Bowman Transcendent every other, every other year or something like that. But those products are, are, are not... Uh, I would say they're definitely not sold in the same volume. So that's why I typically just... The, the deep investor just is, is looking at those top yeah. three products.
0: So those other products that you just mentioned, what, is it fair to say they don't really have the resale value?
1: Yeah, like the main def- Bowman
0: products have.
1: Yeah, I. That's what I would. Now, sometimes the Sapphire cards can look really cool, and so sometimes they do have some resale value, depending on the actual design of the year. Um, and and. Just like in any set of any collection of any sport, there are definitely a few cards from every collection that are going to be worth money, um, but yeah. definitely not as much as or not as much resale value, for instance, um, as those Bowman products.
0: Yeah, because they're not... Okay, I would assume because they're not as as prospect, first prospect heavy, potentially. They're not like... And those are really the investable ones. So, okay, so... It kind of seems like a cash grab
1: to me, but...
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's just, it's giving... Yeah, I think you could say it's a cash grab or, you, or I think the, co- the companies themselves would probably make the argument, well, we need to put out different things for different age groups of collectors, different, you know,
1: right. make yeah.
0: different things more accessible. So, so they might be, <clears throat> these might be the more collected products and not the mo- not. whereas we're, this show is really more about in, investable products, like sifting through sifting through the collectible products. And then, really talking about the more investable products. Now, of course, there's a huge crossover, just because probably the reason that something becomes investable is because of the collectability of it. So I understand like what I'm saying can contradict itself, but really, like, there's a lot of stuff that isn't investable because of the small market size of the collector. Whereas, you know, the more the the larger the market size, then that's when you really have an investable product. So we're really encouraging you all to focus on first bowman's um and the the main releases that that kendall you just talked about um
1: can show an example of like what the first logo looks like because there's actually another first so for instance this Mm -hmm. card has two firsts it has it in that top left corner then it also has this at the bottom here so top or Bowman actually releases a very expensive definitely don't invest in this product but it's kind of the um it it re- releases a limited edition which is called first edition Bowman first products and that is actually the it's released before the Bowman draft product so it's i I don't know why it's there but it's released about a month before typical Bowman draft and it's called first edition Bowman draft and it's a lot of paper cards, but for instance, this paper Jordan Lawler with the first logo at the bottom is like I think it's like 30 bucks, and his Bowman first product paper is just like 15. So there might be a small distinction. So the first somebody... first
0: is going to be okay. So the first first is going to be more, <laughs> more expensive than the second first.
1: Yeah, but I think it's only paper products though. I think it's only paper in the Bowman first first, I think. So. Okay. Uh, but it's always way too expensive it, for you, me to buy.
0: First, like firsthand, you're you're buying it in the sec- secondary market. Yeah, which which, lead, which leads me to my this is a perfect segue to my to my next question. So how do you how do you get these? Like, how, can the average person actually buy a box or a case of Bowman Draft or <laughs> Bowman? Like, that, that's a and great I think I know question. the answer but why don't you break uh,
1: this down <laughs> the, the the answer is depends um it depends on who you are let's just say no on, let's just yeah. say no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it depends <laughs> on who you are it depends on who your friends are and it depends on you yeah. know if you do have a local card shop uh in your area that is that that is baseball focused i mean i do know some card shops that they're so focused on other sports that they they don't even Get cases of Bowman stuff until later on. Like their their clientele is not focused on it. But I know other shops that are like so focused on it. Their entire calendar year is based around Bowman release. So um, the the answer is your Bowman base product. That base product we talked about is going to be your most accessible product because those blasters are going to be available on the retail market. So you're gonna be you're gonna see. Like if you're on Facebook, pages so you can go to or, Walmart
0: potentially and get those.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can buy okay. you can buy blasters of Bowman uh, in that Bowman base product, and you can actually find uh, the Bowman Chrome product in retail as well. Um, it, it, they're not in blasters; they're kind of in mega boxes. Um, so it's a little bit. It's like from that thirty to forty dollar range to like sixty to seventy five dollar range in the Chrome product, um, but the Bowman Draft it, you can only find from either a hobby store or online, or if you're buying cases of it or, but the typical way most people are getting their draft product is through breakers. So those breakers are going out and buying cases of stuff and then you're buying slots of a specific team or, or a division or something like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's just go ahead and all right, let's wrap up the thing and then let's talk about breaking. So, all right. So, you could call around to local card shops and you could, you could potentially like develop a relationship with LCSs and, and reserve or just show up as they.
1: No, you, you can't know, show as up. They potentially get, you credit. have to reserve it.
0: Okay. You have to reserve yeah. it. Okay. So, you reserve so like it, we, prepay pre-ordered, then, yeah.
1: we pre-ordered, we pre like um, three supers. So that's the, that's one of the largest boxes you can buy. It's like five guaranteed autos um, in the box and there's like a thousand cards or something like that. Um, but that that's like the big one or whatever. We pre-ordered those. And I think we pre-ordered them at the time for like, I don't know, maybe 700. Um, and that was like two months before it came out. And now they're going for like over a thousand. Um, and you can't find them anywhere because, so many people are, have bought them, and and it, it's a very hard product to find because when they do print it, they don't they don't overprint it necessarily, but when they do it, it's only through um, local card shops. It's releasing. Uh, there's not really like you can't go buy a box online, really. I mean, you can, but it's going to be. I mean those those secondary you markets. Ca- are, you'd
0: have to buy a case, right? Which I mean, like you could. Basically, you have to have a distributor account in some way, shape, or form to get this product directly from, from the manufacturer. And that's just like so not economical Yeah, you yeah. Can I mean, you
1: definitely have to shell out up and a get lot your more own. money than normal.
0: Okay, so before we get into breaking, does anyone that you know, including yourself, buy a personal box of Bowman draft?
1: Yes, it does happen. Um, okay.
0: Okay. And how much are they paying for like a personal box
1: generally? Uh, most people, if they're buying a, a personal box, they're buying um, just a jumbo or a, or a hobby. Now, Bowman, does this year, they started coming out with what's called a light box, which is definitely way more obtainable. That's like 150 to 250 range. And you're guaranteed, I think, um, or I don't think you're guaranteed an auto but in this specific product, they started coming out with what's called a Ray Wave, I believe is, the, is what the color distinction is. Looks super cool. Like they definitely did a great job designing the card to make it something of the, um, uh, um, a- appealing that's a distinction difference. Um, but most people, if they're going to, if they're big Bowman collectors and they want a box for themselves, they're going to buy a jumbo, which is um, between 400 and $600.
0: Okay. And that, that's yeah, a guarantee, that's cool. so, that's guaranteed
1: hey, three autos.
0: Okay. And are you guaranteed an auto in the light? You might've just said this, but.
1: No, you're not, but there is a, there is a likelihood that you will get one, but you're not guaranteed one. It's kind of like having a mega box from a, uh, from a Chrome product or something like that. Uh, there's there a likelihood that there's going to be one in there, but you're definitely not guaranteed.
0: Okay, so now let's get into breaking. So the other day I actually messaged you and kind of just for fun, but also just kind of in preparation for the show to kind of get my mind around that. Like, yeah. I was going to get into a break, but my fear was that I could get no cards. And it was, a I think, a random three-team break for maybe $50 for this Bowman draft product. That was actually through Starstock, and they just started breaking. The breaking has been around for a long time and Starstock's not really one of the more well known places to, to jump in a break. But I didn't even know I just they did kinda breaks. thought, okay, well I yeah, I think I think they just started it and you can, you know, like I'm not recommending you break with Starstock. So let's talk about um breaks because you have a breaking company, you and your partner, and um what is like give us an overview of the different kinds of breaks and then maybe just tell us like What which ones to avoid and why, and then which ones to like get into and why? And I know it'll depend on who you are and who you're collecting and all that, but just from a general investment, like speak to us from a I don't care what team I'm collecting. I care. I want to make money. I want. I want to put sixty five dollars in, and I want my best chance at getting sixty five or more dollars out of it. What are the What are the best What are the ones to avoid and the ones to get into?
1: Yeah. So. When I first started getting into cards i I hated the idea of breaking because I was like, "No, I want all the cards. I don't want I, I, It felt like gambling to me where I was like, "Oh, I'm just yep. going to have a section or something like that of the product." And then I was like, no, half the half the fun is ripping the actual product myself. I don't want somebody else to rip it and then just send me the results." But now that I'm a little more experienced in the idea of investing and collecting rather than just collecting. Breaks is definitely all I want to do because I don't want all the unnecessary um, crap that comes with a box. I just want the cards that are valuable. Um, And so there's a lot of breakers that are doing it a lot of different ways. And, And almost every breaker has its own flavor or own different, like, this is why you should choose us type thing that's going to make them competitively different in the market um and really you kind of have to find one that you develop a relationship with um and just like any industry relational um relational aspects of it are definitely probably what what keeps a a customer coming back um so for instance we we have about probably 2000 different people that have um bought into our brakes at some point but i would say generally we have about now this is per sport and we're kind of honing in on baseball specifically now so it's a little bit different but when we were doing everything we probably had about 50 to 100 people that were return customers out of that 2000 so it's like when you saw their name pop up you knew a little bit about them you knew which cards they were going for and us as breakers it's our job to kind of develop that community so if it now some people don't want the community they just want you know, they just want to see now there's some breakers that are just like flying through, just looking for the hits specifically. That's not necessarily how we do it at wild cards. Um, we want it to be more educational a more educational experience because we know a lot of these people are coming into the product or coming into the hobby, either from a long hiatus, like me and you, um, we had a long hiatus in between when we were collecting before and now we're recollecting, I guess, or reinvesting or however you want to put that. A lot of these people that you're finding in this in the, in the product or in the hobby nowadays are people that are either coming back or it's their first time into collecting. And so we like to have an educational experience rather than just being like, um, so like if this was a set here, they were just like, Nope, 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 Nope. Oh, that's a Chrome. Okay. Nope, 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 Nope. You know? And so yeah. that's not necessarily how we do it, but that is how some breakers are doing it to fly through a lot of product at the same time. Um, Sorry, I'm getting a little bit on a rabbit trail here. But your general question was, how do you make money in breaks? And is it, you know, why would you buy into a break? Why would you buy into a break? Is specifically you can hunt specific cards without spending, um, you know, for instance, if you're going to buy a jumbo for yourself, you're going to spend four to $600 like we just talked about, but you're going to get so many cards that you don't necessarily care about. Now, there are some collectors out there that care about every single card. There's tr- purists out there that are just like, you know, that seventh year Fernando Tatis paper, I want it. And that is a card of value. For me, burn it. I don't care. Like, I don't want that card. Yeah. You know? And so, um, for me specifically, I'll give you uh, my example of this past draft product. So, the 21 draft product that came out in December... I am huge on Jordan Lawler. I spoke to that earlier. I never invest in the Diamondbacks. But because I know of Jordan Lawler and because I'm huge on him, I've been buying Diamondbacks slots in box breaks. And some of them have been pretty expensive. And I'm like, man, this is the most I've ever spent on a specific break slot. Actually, this past month, I spent more on one specific break spot than I've ever spent. And it, and it paid off for me. I pulled a $750 card, which was awesome, you know, but it could have not. And I was a little bit nervous about that, but. So, so can you, can you share with
0: us what you paid because I'm looking at the sold listings on eBay and I did, this is kind of where I'm, what I'm thinking. It's almost like different flavors. If you want to be potentially, if you want to open, if you want the experience And the virtual experience of like opening a pack and knowing uh, like why, if you want the entertainment and the, and the experience of opening a pack and with you guys at wild cards, like the education behind each card, which I think is phenomenal. I love that you guys do that. Um, that's one thing, but if you're an investor, like I look at it and I'm like, well, I mean, it's no small amount of money, but if I really like Jordan Lawler, I could drop $300 on one of his first prospect Chrome, Chrome autos. Right. Yeah. So then I then I look at like, well, what is a break spot? If I'm going to chase that, what is a break spot? Because yeah. you know if it's if it's hundred dollars, that's three that's three rolls of the dice. Or if it's thirty dollars, that's ten rolls of the dice. So how many times do I have to roll the dice when I could just go try to Buy bid it and get outright. one for two two seventy five or two seventy? Yeah. Now some people will be like, well, that's no fun. Blah blah blah. I actually I actually think it's fun to bid on eBay. So, me too. <laughs> t- t-
1: yeah, so talk about that. <laughs> uh, I, I think for me, the most fun part of card collecting that I've done ripping, I've done breaking, I've done you know, going to the going to the local card shop and trying to find a card. My favorite thing to do is get one of these bubble mailers in the mail and ripping it open and be like, this is my card that I've been expecting in the mail. Yeah. That is my most favorite thing. Yeah. Um, and it's like, so I love the eBay experience. Now I know there's a whole lot of eBay problems, you know, like of, you know, sellers and buyers and all that kind of stuff. Generally, I've not, I've not gotten any to any of the situations that a lot of other people have gotten into in terms of all the crap that can go on there, but I love that. Um, wow. I, I completely lost. Oh, uh, so what I paid for the, So I got into a break that was a, um, it was like a quarter case of jumbos. So I believe that was, that might, I think that's, uh, I think that's two boxes, I think. Um, And I paid for two sections of it. So I actually got four boxes of this eight case jumbos. And I got the diamondbacks in that product and I paid $175 um, for the entire thing. That was more money than I'd ever spent on a specific break. Now I know there's breaks out there. You can spend way more than that. I'm just saying my mm-hmm. specific experience is I had not spent that much money primarily because I'm a breaker. I don't like spending money at other breakers, you know, uh, right, right, right. That's, you know, <laughs> but anyway, um, you love
0: Jordan Lawler. You wanted to, you wanted to try to figure out how to get how to yeah. Get into a so I
1: went and I and I spent all of my card money for the month of December and some I had to sell some cards actually to get enough money to to get this and I put it down on a Jordan Lawler you know on on my black uh you um, know and it rolled the dice you know the roulette and, wheel Yeah the roulette wheel and, uh, three boxes in, I hit a Jordan Lawler auto and I just was going nuts. I was actually working. So my day job is, um, I drive a bus for the school system here, um, because the insurance is incredible. And I have a lot of middle time in the day to do a lot of card stuff. Um, because I work from like six to nine and then from two to five, but this guy's specific break was at 2 PM, which is a, such a strange break time, but that's, that is another topic. Um, and so I'm driving, and my, my, uh, my friend T, who I actually own Wild Cards with, also had the Orioles in that slot, and the Orioles were like 300 uh, So, like, he's, he bought the Orioles, and they were like 300 And And I'll tell you why the difference in that, in that specific price difference in a second. But I'm driving this bus, and I'm driving a bus full of kids, like just full – so I can't get on my phone. You know, that's like mega illegal. And so yeah. my, my watch starts ringing. I have a, a, an Apple watch. And so I'm like, I look down and it's T and I'm like, oh man, if he's probably calling me to ask me a question about cards. And then I, so I hang up and he calls me again and I'm like, oh no, either he hit an awesome card or I hit an awesome card in that break. And then I denied it again. Cause obviously I'm in the bus and then a text rolls by, and he goes, "You just hit a monster!" And I said, "Don't be playing with me; I will pull this bus over." <laughs> uh, but I, I did hit a monster in that break, and it was like my first big, big hit in a break, um, and that was really fun. So
0: that's awesome! Congratulations! It's it's an awesome card, and and I'm and always, it's on its way I, to PSA I now. Love, so okay, actually, glad you mentioned that. How many of these do you recommend get graded? Like, if you if you somehow get your hands on a rookie auto, um, do you automatically grade that? Or do you, is there a process that you go through to, to determine whether or not that's, that's graded? And well, with someone like Lawler, like I think I know why you went to PSA, but just maybe for some listeners who may not know, walk us through why you went to PSA on that.
1: So I am also not a PSA only guy. There are a lot of those guys out there. And I think there <laughs> is places in the hobby for other other, um, other graders. Now, if you're looking for top dollar, you're going to have to go PSA. But if you're looking at a price differential, PSA is not always the best answer. Now, they did just come back with their econ, uh, economy um, grading section. That's like 50 bucks uh, a card. That just went live last week, I think. But you have to have a... They're doing it off a subscription basis now. Um, and you could probably speak more to that. Uh, but mm-hmm. cause I know that you've, 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 you've logged, I, th- from my experience of listening to you, it sounds like you have graded more cards than I have just on assumption alone. Yeah. But, um, okay. but for instance, I know that, um, SGC doesn't cost as much money. And actually, if you look at the difference between cost analysis and, uh, return, typically the percentages are actually pretty good comparatively. Um, especially when PSA spiked its prices. But the reason I sent Jordan Lawler's out there is because it was a card that I know, I 150% know that, okay, I spent $178 on the card, you know, because I, or $175 on the card because I bought it into that break slot. The card is worth 700. So I know I have margin already in the card. So I can send the card to PSA at $100 per card or whatever it was. Um, and still have enough margin if it comes back at, like, a 9. But if it comes back at a 10, if, if it comes at a, back at a 10 with a premium verified 10 auto, that card may be going for several thousand. And not very, and not, in very, not in very much time either. Like, that could be, you know, in a, in a month. Now, if he goes crazy, this in, if he has the same kind of minor league year like he had in the complex league last year, that card's going to be worth – Thinking a lot of money, like if we look at Bobby Witt Jr.'s, his base auto tens are going for almost two thousand dollars, and I believe that Jordan Lawler has the capability and the athleticism to be a very, very, very high listed prospect in this game and move potentially very quickly. So yeah, I am super high on him. I'm super high on getting that card graded because I think that could be a card that that goes bananas.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, so for me then, I mean, my personal preference would be to go, go buy, like bid on the, the Jordan Lawlers uh, being listed on eBay right now, the autos. And then it's obviously like impossible to determine whether or not they would grade well uh, on eBay. But I mean, you can, yeah. can kind of see like, Sometimes is it going to be worse tell. than an eight? Is it going to be an eight, nine or 10? Is it going to be enough? Does it have a chance does it have a chance to be a 10? Is it more likely a nine? You can kinda tell those, um, depending on the pictures and stuff. So I think that could be a play. Um, all right, breaks to avoid. Like, like what are the what are the price points on these these Bowman releases or or the not being able to pick your team? Are there breaks that you would avoid, like whether it's random team break or or the price point, like or or do you pretty much feel like the reputation of the breakers maybe more important to look at like how do you how do you determine like which ones to kind of because it's just it's so overwhelming to me i know you personally and i know like if if i'm going to do a break i'm going to come to you guys first for sure but like and that's why i asked you about star stock because i'm like is this even i just have money in my star stock account it wasn't yeah like
1: like, yeah let's use that as an example with
0: with breakers with breakers like how do you weed out the ones like Um,
1: it's a complicated question because you kind of have to know what your specific need is in terms of getting the car are you just there for the experience are you just wanting to buy cards or are you specifically hunting for a a specific guy if you're hunting for a specific guy i would go case breaks because you have i mean you're definitely going to pay more for sure but Case breaks definitely have more possibility of of hitting not only a base auto, but potentially a couple of of base autos. What I don't like Mm -hmm. is I don't like buying into specific one hobby box breaks or something. And I think we actually do a lot of those at Wild Cards specifically because the clientele that we have is kind of on a lower price point. So we try to make it more available for the lower price point. But if you're actually, if, if you're an investor and you can put up between, you know, one to $400 for looking for a specific guy, um, now that's obviously a specific person and a specific passion for sports cards. But if you really want to make money in this, I would say you start trying to collect a, a little nest egg around one to $500 and start um, buying a couple of into a couple of bigger breaks because your your chances of hitting more autos are really are really a lot higher. My my specific situation is okay, I knew that I was investing $175 into that uh it was like a half case break for me. It was a half case break uh of and I was hunting Jordan Lawler. So if I just got a base Jordan Lawler auto, just one, then I knew it was going to be around 2 to $300. So I knew that I was going to get my money back. Now I also knew that there's also going to be Jordan Lawler papers in that product also. And the Jordan Lawler firsts are going for about $20. And so I was like, okay, well I could either, you know, if I hit one auto, I get my money back. If I hit anything better than a base auto, I I'm definitely in the green, but also there's a good chance of me recouping a lot of my investment by getting some, uh, some of those Bowman firsts that also will sell even though they're not autos. So, a, a really yeah. big distinction, which also is a re- is a good example for your fifty dollars star stock e- example, is they weren't giving you base cards; they were only giving you hits. The hits, I, yeah. I don't like that kind of break, specifically because the base cards actually you, you can actually make a lot of your investment back if you're willing to hustle and sell those base cards. Um, and so especially if you're buying the right team. Like, for instance, Seattle Mariners right now. Uh, so here's a, little, here's a little nugget that you can take with you. Teams that are undervalued right now in draft product are the Mariners, the Nationals. Um, even though they're very expensive, I do think the Orioles are undervalued. Um, those three teams, I would say, definitely go out and get them because in um, the Orioles, they have a, all of their prospects, all of their prospects that are in the product are selling really well. So their first round guy is selling well. Their second round guy is selling really well. I mean, that, that's a good team of prospects that you could get. So you're actually going to get good value across the board. The Mariners specifically, Ford is going for good money right now. And he's kind of a guy that, that is kind of have a, a little bit of a cult following. Like he has like, there's a lot of hype around the Mariners right now. They have a super good farm system. So if you're going to pull any like second year autos or second year cards out of, or not second year, but uh, post first year products of, of Kellinick or Julio Rodriguez, those are also going to sell. So that's undervalued product right there. But nationals, they have a guy named TJ White, who is actually a fifth round guy. So he was fifth round in the draft, but he has an auto in this product that's – and T.J. White is – he's a guy that I'd definitely go look for. Definitely go look for a T.J. White auto. But if you're going to buy the Nationals, they're like lower – they're like probably half to maybe three-fourths down the list in terms of pricing. The Nationals are a product that, that if you pull a T.J. White auto, you're definitely going to make your money back. And so um, – and – but another thing is don't always just go buy the cheapest spot in a break either. Because, obviously, the Astros are the cheapest in this break. Or, no way, I think the Indians are the cheapest in this break. Or, uh, Guardians, sorry. Um, Specifically because the Guardians, I think they only drafted pitchers. All
0: pitchers, except for two, yeah.
1: Yeah, so pitchers just don't have a lot of value in Bowman product. Um, It's kind of like, you know, getting a so it's kind of like in football where it's pretty much the football cards are not football cards. It's quarterback cards. That's what it is. Uh, Like if you, if you get anybody outside of like a team, if a team drafted
0: all offensive, all offensive linemen or all defensive players. Yeah. It's like when you don't don't want them.
1: I bought into a lot of Browns breaks uh, a couple of years ago and I just got tons of uh, Jedrick wills willis cards, which is an offensive lineman. He's drafted in the first round and he's great, but his cards have no value. Yeah. So no, value, uh, no Yeah. Value. So don't don't buy into the guardians, <laughs> break spot.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, that yeah, that's good advice. Now I'm looking. All right. I got a, another quick question for you on the Bowman front, and this is maybe another Bowman for dummies question. Um, well, before we get to this, just define a hit. Like, what is a hit? Um, because we said that a minute ago that they only give you the hits. I think I know what they are. I think they're number they're numbered cards, they're autos. Uh, of course, numbered autos, like may, maybe a variation, maybe a chrome. But I don't really even know what a hit is. Is there a definition of a yeah, hit or does the I think breaker just determine loose, what It's
1: a is? loose definition. Um, but typically when people, uh, in Bowman specifically, when they say hits only, uh, what that means is first chrome cards, um, the first papers maybe – Um, of like, like for instance, if you got a Jordan Lawler first paper, they'd probably send you that. Um, but they're not going to send you like, for instance, if you bought the Mariners and what I said earlier by the Mariners being undervalued because Ford is valuable, but you also have the opportunity to pick up a Kellnick or a Julio Rodriguez. Um, if they were not sending you hits, they would not send you the guys that are second, third year, you know, those kind of guys. Unless they were numbered, autoed, uh, chrome, stuff like that. So, a hit for a Bowman product would be a first, definitely any autos, definitely any numbered. Um, Your inserts are probably not going to get sent to you unless they're refractor inserts or numbered inserts, which even still are not really that valuable. Um, They look cool, but they're not necessarily valuable, which... I, I I struggle with that. I think the coolest-looking cards should be the most valuable. But anyway, that's just – anyway, I'll get off my soapbox <laughs> yeah. there.
0: Well, speaking of cool-looking cards, and this leads to a question, I'm looking at a cool-looking Dylan Dingler auto. Prop- Dude, I it's, love Dylan it's, Dingler. It's, it's, so it's, a, it's a Dylan Dingler – so I think I might have told you this, but my dad uh, is a huge Tigers fan, and he yeah. he called me last year when he he saw that I was really back into uh, buying sports cards as investments, and he said, um, you got to go Dylan Dingler. And he just went on. He started sending me articles about Dylan Dingler. And I was like, okay, got it. Thank you. And I bought – the first thing I did was I bought five Star Stock A's of his Bowman first Chrome card. Nice. Um, Which uh, I don't know know how they're going to do, but uh, I could tell you. And so they're 2020. So okay. this looks like this would have been in the draft set from that year. Yeah. Is that right. Uh-huh. Would, this, would that have been in the Bowman draft? Okay. Yeah. I can tell you what I paid. Um, going back to the summer. Cause you bought I them bought it, a couple it, of years ago, right? Yeah. I bought. Okay. So a dollar 75 a piece. Wow. Okay. Star Star. Now, in Starstock right now, and this is a beef that I actually really have with Starstock. That it's not the best marketplace to sell your cards because yeah. um, there's 143 of them for sale for a, for a right now, and there's 30 offers for a dollar. So, um, but if I were to go on eBay, you know, the the average sale of those cards might be significantly higher some sometimes with the marketplace on star stock it doesn't always like you can get potentially good deals but then or you can send your really good cards in but then it's like hard to actually sell it for a profit versus like listing it on ebay so yeah um yeah on ebay for instance in one
1: yesterday sold for just one chrome dingler sold for four and 450 plus 450 shipping okay so so that's nine dollars so
0: yeah like yeah so that's so that's where I don't really love i mean it's great that I have these and I can have them shipped to me if I want to and then i can you know I can make a little bit more money mu- a play with these cards would be like have them shipped to me, look at the condition of them if I feel like they could ten uh if you know send them to, to probably s g c and then maybe get maybe get a gem on on some of them I don't know but then so that's twenty twenty and then i'm but then I'm looking at another card that I bought off somebody on Instagram who seemed like a really nice guy and he had some good cards. You bought, so a, I bought a card off Instagram. That's cool. I bought you a don't bunch of cards that from this guy. I know. Right. And so I bought like two Donovan Mitchell rookies, three Carl Anthony Towns rookies, a bunch of stuff off this guy. And then I just picked out a Dylan Dingler and I was like, Oh, you know, I gave him like a bulk price and I was like, I want the Dingler in there too. And it's a, so
1: really kind of didn't pay
0: anything for this Dylan Dingler. Like it's probably, I mean, let's call it a couple dollars. I don't know, but it's a, now it's in my PWCC vault and they have it insured for $20, which usually means for those of you out there who don't know, who don't understand PWCC, The insured value of the card typically you can sell that for like three times the insured value,
1: yeah, in an Mm -hmm.
0: eBay auction. So they have an insured value of $20. So could this be a $60 card? I don't know. It's a
1: pull it back a little bit. Okay, there we go. Okay, okay. So it's out of 150. It says the true blue mojo. Okay, the true blue actually, yeah, you're good. Um, The true blue is um, one of the most like sought after uh cards and and typically any um auto for some reason people love that true blue um okay but one sold for yesterday for 20 dollars on ebay um okay. but this is a good example of having a second year auto so this is not his first bowman card but it is a dylan dingler auto which obviously does have value you know like i would say like a $20 auto is is great to own especially $20 yeah I'm happy about that especially if you bought it for a dollar and in fact Dylan Dingler actually is a little bit kind of unheard of right now because his value is a little bit probably lower than it could be if he was on another team because of torque and Riley and all the speculation around is is the tiger's ever going to be good again you know like people are kind mm-hmm. of just low on the tigers right now uh maybe not so much right now as in the past couple of years but i could say like if dingler was like on a different club for instance if he was a dodger or something like that his car, his card would be a lot more valuable but i like dingler <laughs> i think his offensive numbers are good um, I wouldn't say he's my favorite catcher right now in the minor leagues, but definitely probably my third, fourth guy in the Tigers system, and that's not saying that's. So if you're the third or fourth guy in some systems, you're irrelevant. If you're the third or fourth guy in the minor leagues mm-hmm. right now in, in the Tigers system, you probably still have a lot to like a lot to 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 bring to the table. Considering the first two guys are probably all stars, yeah. you know. So, um, but anyway. That's a good card, especially yeah. if you got it for pennies on the dollar.
0: Yeah. And it was, it's one of those things where like I thought I was maybe getting a first auto and I didn't really like, yeah, because it was part of this bulk deal and, you know, this weird sort of Instagram transaction where I'd wanted to kind of test out. Um, I just kind of said, throw it in there, I, you know. And then when I got it though, I was like, well, shoot, it doesn't appear to be like a first auto. So, I'm not really sure what I did here, but but like, um, but it's it's good to know. It sounds kind of like I dodged a bullet. A, I didn't really pay that much for it. B, it is like a, this Mojo Auto, and that's probably the reason why it's going for more than just just a few dollars. But um, there's always the chance we know that like if Dylan Dingler ends up having a successful major league career, then that that's another factor. But um, because it's and not I would the also first say auto, so I think for... that's kind of the point.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sold for $20 uh, like uh, five days ago. And the whole hobby is down right now, too. So, I mean, when baseball picks up, you put that on a line for, for $30, $40, bucks, potentially it can sell. Uh, as soon as baseball starts, for instance, I've used this whole offseason to buy into a lot of players that I like. Like, I've bought into – a ton of players in between the $5 and $20 range. Um, like, I mean, just some names that I've bought are Gabriel Moreno, um, uh, Brian Rocchio, uh, Jared Triolo, Greg Jones, um, Joe Perez. These are guys that I bought for between five and $30 autos. And I, and I like I'm buying right now is expecting in March and April when people are really getting into the product again, I expect to make at least a 20% return on all of those. So um, yeah. I would say like, if you do want to go and try to get a first Dylan Dingler auto, um, the best move is if you have a little mistake, go buy one right now and then sell like buy the first right now, but sell the second one to recoup some of that investment when spring training, if spring training starts or whenever the season starts or whatever that, you know, as soon as, it, as soon as baseball gets back going, people are going to be like, I need some baseball cards, you know, so.
0: So are we in a extended baseball buy period right now because it's late yeah. January, would you say? Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's good to know. That, that, that could be, I mean, I think we've nailed the Bowman release and the strategy around what to do and what not to do with Bowman. I think um, this was a phenomenal – Episode and credit to you and I think that a big takeaway is this is an extended baseball buy period, right? Yeah. Now where if you're yeah. if you're a even a novice and you listen to this episode and you're like, okay, Bowman first, um, autos, Mojo, you know, uh, different organizations um, down a little bit right now, knowing that. Uh, I mean, I remember last year, like when baseball started, like, man, when it was like March, it was just off the hook. March and yeah. April were just yeah. off the hook. Like usually I could not believe training, the, the pricing.
1: Usually spring training not is believe. freaking nuts in the card industry. Like, I will be surprised if I can hold on to almost any of my baseball cards in spring training, because I'll be like, man, I I don't want to sell that card, but if you're going to pay me 300% over what I bought it for, okay. You know, like, um, and so, so are you, so
0: are you making like, are you making money? Are you making enough profit at that point in the year to feel sort of like, okay, this isn't my full-time job, but it's like, a nice little extra bit of cash to like keep, you know, either keep, like, is it, is it funding your card purchases for the rest of the year or is it more than that? Or is it like, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to get, so So, the listeners can kind of understand like what the opportunity is.
1: Yeah. Every year I get a little bit better at it. And so like, like this year, I expect to, to have more than just a return to pay for more cards. Last year, I pretty much went even. I kind of was pretty much like, okay, uh, you know, some of my cards that I was big on. Um, I got really, uh, maybe not lucky. Uh, for those of you guys that are listening, I have a background in, 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 in prospecting, I guess, if that makes sense. So, like, the, the, I'm also into cards, but I also um, have this background, and I'm attached to this organization called JustBaseball.com that scouts minor leaguers which is why like I particularly like investing in Bowman because I typically get in before anybody knows about the guys when I've seen their stats and their exit velocities and all this kind of stuff. So like if I'm giving you guys, you're like, I've never heard of that guy. That's probably a good thing. Um, For instance, I bought an O'Neill cruise card the other day from a guy. I actually didn't even buy it from him. He sent it to me for free because I said, Hey, do you have any O'Neill cruise firsts? I'm looking for them. And I didn't tell him this, but they're like $25 to $30 a piece because this guy's a stud. His exit velocities are like John Carlos Stanton exit velocities. And you can't teach that. But he's like, I've never heard of O'Neill Cruz. Why do you always send me these names I've never heard of? And he was like, I'll just give it to you for free. This guy's a chump. And I'm like, okay, whatever. He's definitely going to be on the Pirates this year, and he's definitely going to be worth more than $25. And the guy just sent it to me for free. But anyway, um last year I made a really good play of buying a ton of Shohei's before the season. And I was just like, I really, I know he's coming off of an injury. I know he's coming off of surgery. People aren't for sure whether he's going to be able to last as a two way player. And I really, really believed in Shohei. I and I uh, said it in my podcast actually last February, I was like, this guy's going to be an MVP. Like he is going to be the best player and most catalytic player in baseball. I believe it. And it happened and I got, I mean, I wouldn't say really lucky. And I did a lot of research to get to that point, but that one hit for me and I rolled all of those profits into more prospects. Um, but this year, what I'm looking to do is roll into more prospects, but also um, take money off the top to, to feed my family, you know? And, and I think that that's where it becomes a different distinction for me. Like last year I was playing the game this year. I, am I, I, I want to win in the game, I guess, if that makes sense. So, and going forward, I want to be able to, to do this potentially as, as a job, you know, and not have to drive a bus, you know? So.
0: Yeah, man, that's why I think um, we linked up because you you have that ability and um, you know, you, you've made that call with Shohei and you're making, you're making it with others. And I know you're, I know you're going to win the game and, kind of live that dream of being able to put your player prospecting talents to good use and in, in making some money on cards and hopefully turning it into the, the the career and that's that's what I'm looking to do um really more from the basketball I, where you have the confidence on the baseball side because your background I have the confidence on my side because uh, of the basketball and somewhat football
1: background Dude, did you watch the um, Pistons game so, last
0: night No, I did not. And on, uh, the way, yeah, no, I, I'm, I might have to, the way that I have to watch basketball as you well replay is I I do have to watch it the next day and the replay. So. Well,
1: did I I just ruin it for you? (laughs) Were you like, waiting?
0: no, no, I actually, actually part of my, part of my morning routine is to get up and um, go to the NBA app and look at all the box scores and just read all the box scores, but I haven't done that today. So
1: now, I don't necessarily tune into the Pistons games. Sorry, man. Like, Cade Cunningham doesn't really do it for me. But um, I mean, I love Sadiq Bey. Like, that dude is a beast. Okay. And last night in the fourth quarter, dude, everything he touched was turning into gold. I was like, my gosh, Sadiq Bey was going off in the fourth quarter. And I, like, the, I think at one point the, um, the spread was pretty ridiculous. So if you put money on the spread like halfway through the game uh, on the Detroit Pistons, like, you got your money's worth because they fought the Nuggets all the way to the end. And for a five win team or something like that, or however, I don't know where they're at, you know, like, um, but for a team, I like think the, they've
0: got double digit wins, but that's okay.
1: Sorry. I didn't mean to just completely. I think they
0: barely have double digit wins. No, go I didn't to keep, mean to completely I'm flame actually, you
1: right there, but, uh, but I no, thought I'm it, mess, man, it was I'm a great game. It. Um, the Nuggets ended up winning because obviously they have the MVP on their team, but, um, and, and, <laughs> But, man, it was so competitive. Definitely, if you're going to watch anything from last night, watch that fourth quarter because it was it was something special. I liked it. Um, Sadiq Bey actually ended up stepping on the, on the line for – like he was on a three-pointer, um, and um, I believe it was Austin Rivers came out to defend him and kind of came off a screen weird, and he had to like kind of dodge him from getting hit, and he actually stepped on the out-of-bounds line. And that kind of cost the game for the Pistons. But they were uh, right there in it. They were in it all the way to the end. And, and uh, man, it was a, it was a good – it was a fun game to watch for, for the average consumer. So. so,
0: there's a guy that did not play last night for Denver that is a sleeper um, that I have, uh, Bones Highland. Uh, I believe Bones. that Bones Highland <laughs> – Bones Highland, he's a rookie this year. And he was take he was Denver's first round pick, so he's a late first round pick. Where'd he go? But I've had some uh I think twenty, I think twentieth.
1: No, I mean like where'd he go to college?
0: Between twenty um Bones Highland, where did he go to college? I'm gonna pull it up right now. Bones. I, just had I love
1: the name. Yeah, his his
0: name is Nay Sean, but he goes by Bones. Is Nashon he real skinny? Bones Highland. Yeah, yes, super skinny. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. He didn't play last night, so I don't know why, but he's been playing really well this year. He is a 6'2 guard from Virginia Commonwealth, taken with the 26th overall pick. ECU. He's, uh, at, he's averaging 8.5 points. That's and, awesome. Um, you know, the talk around the league is that Denver needs um, a number two and a number three guy behind Jokic. And, of course, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray are out with injuries. And so they've traded for my guy, Bryn Forbes. He's my guy from Michigan State. I like That's where Forbes. I went, to, went to college. So they traded for Forbes. But, but I think Nashawn Bones Highland could be all a right. guy two, three years from now where we're just like, well, yeah, of course. Of course, of you know, course he's Bones. one of the top yeah, guys. He's
1: my guy. Of course, Bones been Highland. In, I've been in he's, all the way since VCU days, baby.
0: He could be could be a household name. So look out for him. But Ooh, um awesome. you know, good good work today, Kendall. It's great having you on as my co-host. We're gonna do this more often. We talked about it. So yeah. um so we can... sorry, this is you like you an hour and, tell, and a half we long. We can now. talk for a couple hours. <laughs> I'm good with it. I mean, I like to have a long form show, so it's 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 yeah. I mean, I probably could have gone for it. another
1: hour and a half, you know. So I but, uh,
0: I I could I could, but my family's about to walk in the door and I, I really have to pee. So uh, I think we might need to wrap this up, but
1: yeah, man, I think if, if I can so next give...
0: next time you come on, we got a lot of other topics though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love doing this. And like we said, like I come from a prospecting background. So typically the names that I'm looking for are the under 15 under, well, really my sweet spot is under $30 autos. Um, that's kind of where I, where I swing the biggest and where I probably get the most hits. Uh, now, obviously in that range, you also get guys that, that aren't really amount to much, but you know, um, I'd rather do that than pay potentially three or $400 for a guy and, and get 200 back. I'd rather lose $30 Same than here. I mean, you know,
0: um, by putting the two of us together, you're going to have the multiple sports, because I'm looking at you. I've invested in some Austin Shenton because of you. Yeah, so, baby. And there's some other, some other guys that I'm yeah. probably going to buy because of you. And then, so the listeners are going to get the baseball expert here. And I know you know your stuff when it comes to the other sports too. But I mean, I will, I will say that I've made some money off of Desmond Bain rookie yeah. autos this year. I've made some money off of Tyrese Maxey. And yep. I'm about to make some money off DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter is okay. the guy I bought two of his rookie patch autos in the fall for Dude, 75 bucks Dude, I actually sold each.
1: every other thing I have other than baseball this month. So I used to collect all really? three sports. And I, I got out of everything other than my PC players. Like guys that – like. so, for instance, I, I'm a Thunder fan. So I kept Um, I kept uh, Theo Malton – um, so you're kept, a big
0: Josh Giddy guy, then? You got a oh huge giddy guy,
1: huge yeah. giddy guy. Actually, uh, I bought into one break this year of basketball. I bought into one break, and I got a giddy RPA, and I was just let's freaking go. NBA, is Dude. it NBA hoops? No, it, no, it was his. Um, it was it's the it college
0: of Australia uniform, whatever he yeah. played. Played yeah. with in Australia, yeah.
1: But I, but that's like, sweet, I was man. Just like, that's all I need. I just needed a guinea card. He's
0: legit. He's legit. I was playing my son in 2K the other day. So my son whoops me in every video game except for 2K. I whoop him all the time. He's 12. Let's go. And I just like talk so Discipline. much shit. And so I'm whooping him with every team. We just go through the league. And every team, doesn't matter who he is, doesn't matter who I am. So I go, all right, next game I'm being the Thunder. They've got two guys that can do anything in that game. That's actually one and a half because Shea Gildas Alexander is one and it's half a Giddy, and that's it. And Giddy's like half a player in that game. He should yeah. be, which he is unfair be better than he I is do in that game. There, but.
1: there is definitely better Thunder players than they make it in 2k. I, I've played 2k myself and I'm a Thunder fan. So obviously I play as the Thunder, but, there are some yeah. better players than than 2k makes it out to be on the on, so i put the
0: poku run. in there and poku just i'm like oh i'll put Pokushevsky in there dude's so slow man he was he hard sucks to play with, in but the game yeah he anyway. he needs to be he needs to be better in that game but uh anyway so so giddy I, so anyway my point of this story is i kept yelling <laughs> in my son's face giddy up giddy up like so this like josh giddy up and so he was i had him rolling that's awesome he thinks everything i say is stupid but he was rolling at that one so I was, that's I was
1: good well
0: all right brother well hey i great, love it. great having you on as the co-host we're gonna keep doing this i'm gonna give the outro sports card strategy show brought to you by nooffseason.com and wild cards box breaks today and JustBaseball.com today because of Kendall. Those, those are awesome places. Go check them out. And um, thank you to our sponsor, MarketMoversApp.com by Sports Card Investor. Please go there and save 20% by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON. It helps me out. And one other thing, Kendall. One other thing. Uh-oh. You didn't reply to my email. It's okay. You got multiple jobs. It's fine. But we have just launched our affiliate program at NoOffSeason.com. <laughs> For the Sports Card Investment Report, you all, all of you listeners, all of you watchers of the show, you can earn money. I'm going to give you money. All you have to do is go to nooffseason.com slash affiliates, sign up for the affiliate program, and you'll understand how you can get 30%. I'm giving you 30% of our revenue for listening to the show. You just got to sign up, nooffseason.com slash affiliates.
1: I'll sign up. I didn't read the email, but I will.
0: You're, Thanks again, man. Have a great rest of your day. You and, too, brother. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being on the show.
1: Giddy up, baby. Giddy up.